Welcome to RPG Cast episode 400 and whatever. What is this? What are we up to, Anna? 413? 413! For the week of February 11th, 2017. Chris Privateer here, your host. Anna Marie here. Good morning. Kelly's here. Hello. And Alice is here. And we're here to talk your ears off. About Final Fantasy XI. All right, Alice, tell me about all the things you've been doing with the new patch. Um, I haven't really done anything with the new patch. Yeah, me aside from kill, aside from kill that turtle once. I killed a turtle once as well, but you did it on a higher level than I did. That I did. Because you um, are awesome. Well, I mean, it wasn't. I did it on thief. I, as soon as I thought <laughs> saw it was an adamantoise, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to have physical damage reduction up the ass. Mm-hmm. So how does well, thief help? Sorry. How would how would thief be a good idea? I don't know. I didn't know it was a turtle before oh, I went in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, just went, went in, in. just like, like, oh, yeah. this should be fun. Let's see what it is. Yep. Oops. <laughs> and somehow still managed to kill it on normal despite losing two characters. Good job. Oh, well. So I've I'm actually my seen healer. shouts on this time. I've seen shouts for people doing volume one of Ambuscade. And last mm-hmm. month, I don't remember anyone shouting to do volume one. Yeah, because volume one, you could only do in like one area. Because Volume 1 last month was for Lamia, which only appear in like one or two areas in Atogan, and that's it. Uh. Whereas Volume 2 is like, this was the simplest thing in the world you could get. You could get it in two minutes by just going to a specific area and killing level, like, ten leeches for two minutes. So it was the key item that was the problem last month, not the fight? I'm sure the fight's somewhat of a uh. Well, no, I don't even know why people were shouting for the key item, because uh, the key item... Well, you said didn't you require... can only do it in one place, so you mean the, the key item is what you could only do in one place. The fight you can yeah. just do at the normal place. I'm confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. the fight you just do ever. I don't know why people were shouting for key items when you... There's no... At least last month, there was no experience restriction on the kill. You could just go and kill level 10 leeches yeah, for the I, item. I didn't say anyone was shouting for key items. I'm saying nobody... I didn't see anybody asking anything about doing volume 1 with people. Mm-hmm. Whereas this month, I've seen people asking to do volume 1 with other people. So it feels okay. to well, me like I the did, fight I, itself is more appealing to people to grind on. Yeah, no, but volume 1 and 2, I, I thought, referred to the uh, the key item that you needed to fight the thing, not anything else. No, that's how they shout for ambuscade parties. Oh, okay. That, that's how they're telling you which which fight they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Because there is like a super hard version or something, isn't there? Well, there's intense ambuscade. Intense. 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 You, you get into these little tents, and then you fight inside the tents, and it's really, intense. really cramped. Chris, Chris, what? just get out. Okay. Just get out. <laughs> No, the only thing I really did this week was figuring out that it is actually possible to solo large quantities of Void Watch, which is something that I didn't realize was possible until recently. Oh, well, I was wrong. Void Watch. Okay, but there's no rewards for that that matter, right? Uh, Except for the ones that do. Okay, what what are they? So, you know the second set of artifact equipments that you get from Dynamis? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so upgrading it the first time is actually pretty easy, right? Yeah. Yeah, to 109. Yeah. Uh, most of the 119 upgrades for them require drops from Voidwatch. Oh, okay. And that's easy to solo, huh? Yep. 
So it turns out there is an item you can get, and I think they've, they've been in there almost as long as Voidwatch has been. Um, there is an item you can get um, from a guy standing behind the outpost in Jugna Forest. That's very specific. Um, uh, called, um, I can't remember what it's called. Well, he only sells one item, okay? And if you <laughs> if you buy that, trade it to the uh, the rift before you fight something. Uh-huh. Um, you can get these things called Void Clusters. Each Void Cluster you expend before the fight starts um, reduces the enemy level correspondingly. Mm-hmm. So if you do five, you basically get a Wiffle Punching Bag that's really easy to kill with trusts, at not 119. Okay. I think the reason... I think the reason why people didn't do it very much was mm-hmm. prior to Rhapsodies of Vanadil, this item cost 21,000 gil each. So in order to do a full five, you'd have to spend about 105,000 gil. However, one of the key items from Rhapsodies of Vanadil reduces the cost of this item from 21,000 to uh, 1,000. Oh. Meaning you can trivialize your Voidwatch boss of choice to, for the low, low cost of 5,000 gil. Wow, that that's a convenient. slight difference. Okay. Yeah, so, just a bit. All right. So Void Watch is for relic uh, armor upgrades, which Chris still needs to do a bunch of. What is, uh, mm-hmm. What's Vagary for? Uh, Vagary, I think, is the one that allows you to get the upgrades for the Empyrean stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then what is Walk of Echoes for? Um, mostly unlocking weapon skills. Really? Yeah, these days. It's what you oh, use it's for backwards. trials. You have to yeah. go and do trial things in there, don't you? Okay. Well, you need you specifically you need item drops from that. Oh, okay. Because there is a there is a small quest you can do that will unlock the um uh Empyrean weapon skill for your weapon type from Walk of Echoes. Oh. I've been trying to do it on my samurai for ages, and I haven't had much luck with the drops. So, oh, this is so confusing. But it's it's how thief gets access. How do you to figure out like... all this stuff? <laughs> because it's it's on it's all over wikis and stuff I know, like but that. that's the thing you have to cross reference two different wikis and like two different no, message it's all, boards. It's all all on all on one wiki, yeah. and it's very it's all on one wiki and easy to read. Yes, but you don't. What you don't have is a good guide of like. Here's all the crap you need to do for your character right now that you haven't done, most likely. And, like, here, go here and do this stuff. Here, go here and do this stuff. Well, what's your problem? I mean, it's for you, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter so much because you, you're, you're not in a character class that actually uses weapon skills, really. Or at the very least, I don't think the Black Mage Mythic one is actually very good. No, it doesn't matter. Um, what, I, what I need is my Red Mage, Shant du Sing. I yeah, which know. is you, what you get from Walk of Echoes. Oh, it is? Yeah, that's the Walk of Echoes one. Well, that's good because this month there's a special on Walk of Echoes. Buy one, get two free. Um, no, it's, uh, what is it, extra drops and stuff. And yeah, because I might need to go there. Because the, the, for, for the one for Samurai, Tachi Fudo, is really good. And the one for Thief, Rudra Storm, is, is like extremely good. Yeah, so every walk is surged right now for the whole yep. month. So that's a big deal, apparently. Um, it means that um, while the enemies are slightly tougher, um, they do give more drops, I believe. And be- they drop plus one gear versus plus crap gear. Um, yep. And then, so. and then, not only that, continuing our Final Fantasy XI news block, 
Um, we have we have other things that are going on this month. We have the uh, BCNM thing. Have you seen that at all? Uh, no. Oh, let me. Let I did the BCNMs you. occasionally. All right. Way, so but... first of all, um, then the one I can tell you off the top of my head while I'm looking up the other one, Vagary has like double or triple drops, um, triple okay. rewards. So instead I've not of done just, any Vagary yet. So well, if you do Vagary, we... instead of when you go to turn it in, which I don't really understand how it works, and I don't know if it's easy at all. It might be really hard. Um, but when you turn it in, you'll get two extra items for your reward, which okay. sounds like a big deal, especially if you're grinding those upgrade items. And and in addition to that, um, we have some throwaway things, like uh, there's a Mog Garden campaign that makes monster re- rearing easier and stuff like that. And there's an Abyssia campaign. I don't know if anyone does Abyssia anymore. Um, and then more importantly, there is a, an additional seal battlefield spoils campaign. All right. There's a handful of battlefields, and they've got it listed on their site, where if you do it, you'll get a variety of items, including materials needed to craft plus two Imperium equipment, Mog Bonanza mm. coupons, Dynamis currency, and valuable synth materials. So, um, mm. And there's a giant bonus to crest and seal drop rates off of monsters. So they want you to do all the BCNMs this month. Go, So let's do some of those. And they've got a list here of all the ones you can go do, and they don't look particularly hard either. So that's a thing. Oh, and also you can exchange seals at a reduced rate of 2 to 1. Yep. That's actually a ridiculously useful addition I'm glad they put in. So uh, if you want to, you, you get to play such battlefield names as Kindergarten Cap, um, the Palboro Project, the Last Orc Shunned Hero. Um, let's see. Who, no, that's not as funny. Jurassic Park. And really? Yes. Oh, it's yeah, Tarassic Park. Almost, almost, yeah. almost all of the Burning Circle names in Final Fantasy XI are terrible puns. So, And that's a tradition that didn't stop with fourteen. So, nope. <sighs> I don't know what else is there to talk about, Alice. I don't know. I was busy playing. I'm I've working busy on leveling. I have to get rid of. I have to free the dude from Odin, so I'm killing Odin like a billion times, and it's a silly waste oh, okay. of time. And you, you tell me it's a mythic, uh, whatever. I think it's a mil- I think it's a mi- um a mythic unlock requirement. It's a militant. All right. So, well, I'm gonna go to. No, one I mean, okay, go ahead. I was just going to say the irony is we've had all this discussion about Final Fantasy XI and what I've actually been doing is just leveling one of my alts in Modern Warcraft. <laughs> oh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, that old thing. Yeah, I know. What are you playing? I'm leveling my rogue. Playing a rogue. Yep. Anna, you've been playing WoW, right? Yep. I. Yeah, Anna's, Anna's playing. Anna's playing right now. I think or was. No, I was just saying how long the queue was. And the answer was not bad, so maybe I'll log in after the show. But yeah, um, I've been playing WoW, and I'm just doing all the things that I feel like I've already talked about, so I think it's going to be a very boring conversation. All right, then I need to know, Alice. Did you play any Eve? Nope. Oh. No. I'm ta- Chris, I'm take- I've taken a break, okay? All right, so in your, in your list here, you mentioned World of Warcraft S. That's World of Warships. World of Warship. Have you have you been doing more um, Eurobeat? Have you dodging torpedoes and all that? Uh, dodge, more dodging torpedoes, yeah. Yes! David actually took his first step into ranked today, which was hilarious. Uh, did that not go um, well? Well, it, 
It both did and didn't. Um, so ranked the ranked season this time around, I think, just started this week on like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Uh, the ranked format is 7v7, tier 7 only. Um, and David has only played one match, and he was the last one standing on his team. And it was a, uh, a tense standoff between him and a low-health Pensacola. Mm. And he won, shockingly. So, you know, more power to him. But it's, his entire team died in the process. <laughs> well, as long as you're the last one standing. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't done ranked yet. So I had, I had a really good time playing yesterday, but I haven't had quite as so much luck today. At least according to my stats. World of Warships is like another World of Tanks game, right? It's done by, or it's published by the same company. Okay. It has more European. Um, it, is, it is developed by a different company, but it is basically set up in the exact same way as World of okay. Tanks. So it is if you've part played of World, World of, of series, but you drift yeah, on the water. If yeah, if you've played World of Tanks, then World of Warships is the same thing, but with slightly bigger things and more guns or bigger caliber guns because and torpedoes you know, to dodge, which I don't uh, think you can do in the tanks. Because battleships had you know bigger guns than tanks. No. Well, I mean, have you seen the four hundred and sixty millimeter cannons on the Yamato? <laughs> Isn't that an anime? No, I'm talking about the actual oh, Yamato. Oh, the actual Yamato. Okay. No, yeah, I don't know. because the, the tier 10 Japanese about. battleship is, mm. surprise, 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 the Yamato. Hmm. And it has very big guns. That's what she I don't think there's actually. I don't think there's actually any other ship that compares. So, there you go. Um, and yeah, tiny bit of 14 as well. Oh. This is this is what this is what um you know having less money and the slight sort of dearth in releases does to me. Gives you nothing. Gives to you play? Ga gives you Sorry. gaming ADD. Uh it's just the bloody uh I just don't I just go and go just sort of go through these same games just doing the same old crap, waiting for I think there's a Super Robot Wars game coming out quite soon. Um, that I kind of want. It's just waiting for the damn stuff to come out. I feel your pain. I don't. I'm like making progress through my backlog. All right. What's Anna been doing? Um. So I play. I was playing Dragon Quest Eight, and I finished Dragon Quest Eight. <coughs> I will. Oh, okay. No, you did not finish Dragon Quest Eight. You got the bad ending, and you gave up. And you said, I'm tired of this game. Oh. Everyone needs to pressure Anna into getting the real ending of DQ8. That is not at all what happened. That is totally what happened. How is the real ending any different from the original PS2 one? No, she didn't get the original PS2 ending yet. She has to go back, do the Dragovian Trials, and get the real ending. And she hasn't done it. There, the To get the real ending in DQ8, both versions... Um, you have to do post-game content after you get the credit rolls the first time. You 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 literally can't get it without loading back into your save file and doing it. See, I had the flu when I beat Dragon Quest VIII the first time, so that entire ending it was just a fever dream as far as I'm concerned. You probably never went back in and did it, I assume. I probably didn't. Yeah, but now you have a chance to get the real ending. 
All it, oh, all it is is you do one more dungeon and then beat the game again. Oh, if it's one more dungeon. Yeah. I don't want to do that stupid end fight again. <laughs> you do have to beat. Yeah, you do have to beat Rapthorn again. I don't remember the that one being that bad, but like I said, fever dream. Fever it's dream. just annoying. I mean, I don't like it when in a game you roll credits, but that's not the real ending, and you have to do like three or four different side quests to get the real ending. To me, that's not. To me, that's not it. Like, why do you put the endpoint there if you still have to do more stuff? Well, I didn't design it. I'm just telling you. Well, I know. I mean, one one more dungeon to get a real ending isn't that bad, but when you have to do, like, the entire second half of the game after you roll credits, then why put credits there in that spot in the first place? That's just how I feel. No, I, I won't disagree with you. It's kind of yeah. funny. I don't yeah, have anything I'm... to say. I'm... I'm just disappointed. See, here we go. Here we go. Jason Ariola says, um, I don't know what that says. Chris, it's pronounced Dorifto. Oh, for drift. Get the real ending. Jason Ariola says you should get the real ending. Okay. I vaguely remember it being fairly tough. It's been a long time since I played it, though. It's not that long, but it's tough. I don't know if he's talking about the dungeon or the last boss fight. The last boss fight drags so badly. Yeah. It's not but hard. You'll be stronger. That's the problem. You'll be stronger. Yeah, but I'm already way over like the recommended level. For you get it. like you get like hacks, I, if I recall correctly, when you finish that dungeon. And I think the you can do it more is, to get more hacks. Is that end boss fight has two phases, and the first one is excruciatingly tedious. Mm. Well. Well, you're giving me something to look forward to. <laughs> Sorry. It's a Dragon Quest no, boss remember... fight. Did you expect anything different? So I, I remember the end boss to seven being pretty difficult and it being a breeze for me in the remake. So who knows if that's changed too. But it, it's going to be a while before I get to that point anyway. Hmm. Well, who's that leave? Anna, do you have anything else to talk about? Um, yes. So since I finished Dragon Quest Eight, and I mean, here's here's a dilemma that I have is the ending that I got in Dragon Quest Eight is really satisfying to me. Also, uh, much like Dragon Quest Seven, the end of the game, the last several hours drags super badly. So I just I'm done with that game, and I'm satisfied with how things were with resolved. your fake ending. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, so I did a straw poll on Twitter, and so I am now playing Shin Megami Tensei for Apocalypse. Whoa. But you didn't finish Shin Megami Tensei 4, so you better Correct. go back and finish that. Well, here's the thing is, is <laughs> there are like two things that you need to know about SMT4 before you play SMT4A, which are kind of like major spoilers. And I don't know if I want to spoil them. Okay. Okay, if you haven't played Shin Megami Tensei 4, like, how well, many hold years on, ago, hold on, la, let's la, make la, sure. Is Kel- are Kelly and Alice okay with those spoilers before you go just I, dropping them? I finished SMT4. 
Oh, okay. All right. So, spoiler alerts, SMT4. The two things that you need to know going into SMT4A is that the kingdom of Mikado sits on top of Tokyo. And that time runs differently there. So, like, 30 years ago, um, the world went crazy. Everybody fired their nuclear missiles. And um, the god that was protecting Tokyo put up a shield over Tokyo. So Tokyo has been trapped under this shield for like 30 years. And so humans and demons and angels were all trapped inside. And on top of the shield grew to be a city. And I don't know why time runs differently there. It just does. Um, And so the first game is about Flynn and the other samurai that go down the tower and discover Tokyo is underneath them. Previous to that game, in like the the time between the shield being erected and the start of SMT4, humans built the angel tower to go up to the top of the ceiling. And that's the same tower that the samurais come down. Also, SMT4 Apocalypse assumes you do the neutral ending. And I don't think this is really a spoiler because they introduced this concept literally within the first two minutes of the game. There are three samurai that you party with and one represents the angels and one represents the demons and one represents the humans. And you literally have a prophetic dream about them within the first two minutes of the game. So the game SMT4 Apocalypse assumes that you went with the neutral or humanity ending. So. And to be fair, that Tokyo bit you find out like really I want to say within yeah within like, a couple with, within of hours the first, of the game maybe five hours of the game because the first thing that you do is walk down the tower. Yeah, the first boss that most people get stuck on is the last boss inside of that tower. Oh, the Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, because you have to grind yeah. up high enough to have um, Jack Frost in your party, and Jack Frost is like almost twenty. So I also decided that I was way more interested in the story of Apocalypse than I was going to be interested in the gameplay. Oh, this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. So I downloaded a DLC that has two new difficulty levels. Easy wasn't good enough for Anna Marie, so she downloaded DLC to get very easy. It's called Paradise. (laughs) You downloaded Hacks. I did. Oh, and I downloaded even more hacks because I got the DLC for Unlimited Maka. I got the DLC for Unlimited Stat Point Gains. I got the DLC for the Demon Auctions. What is this crap? You just broke the game. I know. What's Unlimited Maka? So basically, there's an area that you can go into, and the enemies are really dumb. They tend to not attack you. They're relatively low level. Um, And they drop items that sell for, like, tons and tons of Maka. Money? Yes. Okay. Cool. So you got money. You've got you've got power. All right. And I've got demons. Okay. No. Now, so- pro tip, pro tip, in that uh, deals money DLC there. Of course, it might not matter to you because you bought the other ones. But a Wait, monster. How much did spawn. you have to pay for these? Um. Well, I bought. You have a to bunch. pay money to put very easy on. No, that one was free. Oh. So I, I downloaded a bunch of the free DLCs and then I think, I, so I bought like a, an equipment DLC that was like 50 cents and then I bought all these map DLCs oh. and then I bought, um, I bought like a, a pack of like stuff and it came out to like $12. 
All right. So what's your hot tip for abusing this money DLC, Kelly? Inside well, of there okay. are Mitama enemies. And they yeah. can drop stuff from the other DLC dungeons. What? Yeah. So You can just theory, save money? Yeah, in theory, well, she, I, yes I wish no. you would have said something. I wish you would have said something because in theory, all you really needed was the money DLC. Yeah, but the problem is, is those enemies are really rare. And particularly at the beginning of the game, they're super annoying to kill because they're resistant to everything. And some of them aren't even weak to anything. See, some of them, you can kind of figure out what works on them. And it's been a while since I played, so I can't remember. The but problem is, is I... it's not intuitive. So the red one yeah. is not weak to fire and not er, it isn't strong to fire and isn't weak to ice. Yeah. Because so... I ran around in that DLC getting the stuff to get all of the skill points. Yeah. And I mean, it's totally possible, but I mean, I don't mind supporting their DLC because I like Atlas games and I don't mind supporting them. And none of the DLC was super expensive. Yeah, because at the time, all I really cared about was the Maka DLC because money is so, so important hard to get. Well, and it's so important in that game. Like when you're doing demon negotiations, they will ask for like 1,500 Maka and a pop. And it's like, I'm running around and I'm like... Wait, I'm they want 1,500 up... Maka and a soda? No, in, in one go. Oh, okay. That's not as funny. I, I, mean, I wish so one I guy, asked for One guy asked for great. me... One guy was like, I'm not going to negotiate anything. 3,500 Maka or I walk away. And I'm like, well, I have the Maka to do that. But I mean, there have been times where it's like I've run around for an hour collecting relics and all I've gotten was 4,000 Maka. So without that um, DLC, I would not have enough Maka to do anything. And in fact, I'm in the middle of the story right now and I'm probably going to stop and go do the Maka DLC so that I can afford the new equipment that I just found. What are you supposed to do to get money in this game? Grind. On what? Enemies? Just a little bit of enemies. And then as you exit and re-enter zones, mm -hmm. the relics have a chance to respawn. Mm -hmm. And so you run around gathering up all the relics, and then you go to different area, and you gather up the relics there, and you go back to the first area, you gather the relics there. Problem is, is it's random, the quality. So you can get as little as like 60 maka for a relic, or as much as 1,000, 1,200 for a relic. Mm -hmm. And it's a big gamut in between. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, money is a pain in that game. Mm-hmm. So, I'm failing my Vita promise, but I'm getting through my 3DS backlog. And in fact, what I did is I went all around the house, and I gathered up all of the 3DS games that I want to play that are in my backlog. And there is now a pile on my desk that sits there and looks at me. So now you have a pile of shame, literally. And you feel that this is the solution. Yes. Right? You realize this has been tried and failed by many people in the past, right? Um, I'm on my fifth game of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the pile's e efficacy. Well, we'll see. You didn't play any of those games based off this pile trick. <laughs> um, I didn't have the pile until... That's my point! You haven't proved anything yet. Yes. So I'm telling you I have started the pile. All right. And we will see. This whole thing sounds like a stinking pile to me. <laughs> what have you been? Have you talked yeah, about Yeah, very funny, Chris. Very funny. Uh, I'm awesome. All right. Uh, have, I been, have I been playing anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about Eleven, and obviously that has maintained oh, its grip on me. Oh, I need to whine me. about Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh. I well, have, by all means. I have two star woes. <laughs> two star woes. Yeah. I thought you had three star woes. Oh, I have lots of those, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I finally did a poll where I got a five star. Yay! It's I can't even find her on the chart. I don't know if she's good or not. Who is it? She's that blue mage. Yeah. What's her name? Um, let me. Is it lock. Sophia? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Lind. Lind. Okay. So she's my first five star. Mm-hmm. And I went through and reviewed all of my four stars, and I have like all of my four stars are 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 like gray people. So I have two, three. Um, ninja throwers and then Lissa. Oh no, you don't have a good balance option here. Nope. And my other four stars are um, Noe and uh, Bars. So, so what you're telling me is you didn't draw the f- the green and reds last in your poll, did you? Um, I've actually pulled them last uh, in my last two pulls and not had any success. Oh, I'm so but sorry. Yeah, I desperately need a four or five star red. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven three star reds. I have two five-star reds. No, and wait. Uh, one's a red, one's a green. Bite me. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't find Lind in any of those charts that you were showing me. So I don't know if she's I don't know. They've probably been updated a billion times right. since so I, I looked at them. I don't know if she's good or not. So I'm... Oh, she's a five-star. She's she's your best option. So yeah. level her. So, yeah, I'm I'm putting together different teams and leveling them up to see how they do in terms of like growth and stuff. So at the moment, the team that I'm leveling up is <laughs> what I call my girl power. So I have Lind and I have Lissa, who's a four star. I have Olivia. That's a three star and Shersh That's a three star. So that's a blue a healer, a red and a green. But I mean, yeah, like I am completely overleveled. Like all of my characters in my main party are level 24 and I can't beat like the chapter 7 story because I keep getting wiped out. I don't do enough damage compared to what they do. Even though I am like 3 or 4 levels above them. It's ridiculous. This game is built on having 5 star characters and if you don't you're screwed. Or at least a team full of 4 stars. Well, this certainly explains the grumbling when I showed off my uh, Kamoa on Twitter. I want her so bad! It's like, wow, that's the entire uh, good chunk of the RPG gamer staff. I'm pretty sure free-to-play mobile games shouldn't be causing this level of heartache. Well, I I think I'm pretty sure free-to-play mobile games are designed to cause this level of heartache and make you spend the money. Yeah, because it's what makes you spend money. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. So, and Fire Emblem Heroes has this stacking five-star poll percentage thing going on, right? Right. But I think it's only within a single group of polls. Correct. Which is too bad, because I thought if it kept going, that'd be awesome. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That sucks. Why? I mean, I, I've put an ungodly amount of hours into uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, and I've always felt like that game has been fair as far as the climb to rewards. Right. Um, I mean, I've I just recently this week managed to get a burst soul brick item for Sephiroth. I you know. 11, uh, Record Keeper does a good job of letting you play and making you want to pay money and, and feeling like that they're separate choices that you're making. Um, 
Yeah. And Fire Emblem Heroes has a problem with that. Oh, really? I don't know. I haven't spent any money on Heroes yet. Uh, lucky. I haven't you spent haven't either. either. Oh, I wait. Anna did. She did spend money. <sighs> Anna. But I feel okay having spent that $1.99. I'm just frustrated to this point that my only five star has been meh. And that my four stars are super imbalanced. Team four star. Oh, wait. That's something else. That's a Dragon Ball <sighs> thing. Never mind. Anyways, that's what I've been playing. Did you do the lucky relic draw? Did anyone do the lucky relic draw? Uh, you did, oh, Kelly, right? Record, yeah. In Record Keeper, yeah, that's yeah. how I got that's my you got Sephiroth. Your, yeah, I got... Uh, um, first Soul Break. I got one for um a character I don't know, Angeal. From like yeah, he's from Crisis, Crisis Core. Core. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even have him. You so. can buy him. Yeah, I could probably go to the, the crystal thing and get him, can't I? To the Hall of Rights. Let's see if you're in here. I've got a bunch but, of souls. That's what's been so nice about Record Keeper is that I just save all all of my Mithril until they do those lucky soul breaks where you have guaranteed five-star drops with the uh, soul break equipment, and I just cash in, and I've gotten some of my best equipment that way. They added General Leo? <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah. I'm getting him. And the most recent event, you can get Montoya from Final Fantasy One. Oh. The pa- wait, who's that? The witch. Oh, Matoya. You said Montoya. Yeah, Matoya. I'm yeah. really confused. All right, that's what I heard at least. Yeah. All right. No, I I said Montoya. I messed my up. My name that is Inigo Montoya. You killed my chaos. Prepare to die. Oh. Um, I don't think that line is quite right, Chris. I keep saying that line. I do not think it means what I think you... What are we talking about? Maybe we should uh, talk about the news. No. Yeah. I'm cashing in Record Keeper Heroes. Oh, Look at this. I got 15 souls. Chris. I'll buy Garland. I'll buy Sarah. Here's a guy who's just called Guy. I'll buy him. Yeah. Um, He's a Final two. Fantasy An 2 Onion Knight. Yeah, that looks useless. Let's get that. Uh, Dorgan. So, uh... Which is still a stupid name, but then again, his kid's name is Butts. So, <laughs> so I, I need to get me a level three, um, level cap crystal for Sephiroth right now, and getting those level three crystals are a. I just, uh, I just signed into Record Keeper just, just because you guys reminded me of it. I did the, uh, I think it is the rare relic drawer and got the uh, fusion sword. For cloud off there it. you go which i do because i do have cloud everybody has cloud yeah exactly. yeah he's he was Cl- like a, a you start with crowd yeah yeah oh do you oh, yeah. Okay. yeah i actually didn't know that for some reason yeah cloud you did it in and... the japanese version but the north american version just gives you cloud because why not yeah cloud well, I guess, and stuff I guess for the european i guess the european version does as well Though I think right now at this moment my highest attack character is actually Bosch. Bosch von Ronsberg of Dalmasca. Dalmasca, hmm. yes. But he also has a soul break that gives everyone a um, immunity to one attack. Nice. Which is really nice. 
And also they've got the oversoul brakes, uh, or the overstrike brakes in there now, which can break the damage cap. Those are nice. I so, use them all the oh, time. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea how to play this game anymore because they've changed so much. I have no buddy at level 99. Like, I have none of that stuff because I haven't been playing the game. So I don't even know where you start anymore. Um, Go back and do the story missions. Oh, yeah? Yep. There's even a new way to sort them so that you can do them by level. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds convenient. It is. That's what I've been doing. I'm just amazed that I've stuck with this game for like what two, Ooh, three got years most now. Dungeons. Yeah, I mean, I I come and go, but I've definitely stuck it out more than I think I have any other game, except maybe Tiny Tower, which I'm playing again, but Ooh, probably not worth talking. Torment about. Dungeons. Yeah, they come once a month. These look nasty. Let's see how how hard are these? Oh. Okay, total stamina. Difficulty 200. Yeah, you're not ready for those. <laughs> yeah, back, back. <laughs> Maybe the FF1 event is more my speed. Uh, yes. <laughs> Difficulty 2. Oh no, I can get Garland, who I just spent money on. Oh, I'm such a fool. Not money, but spent those things on. Oh well. Yeah, I I can Always roll out with an with an entire party that has burst soul breaks now, which is really nice. I used to have to rely on roaming warriors to get those. Well, that's cool. All right, let's playing record keeper on the cast. What? I, who are but you? I'm, but I'm fighting chaos. Yeah, <laughs> we're all fighting chaos. I'm fighting chaos. It's in my podcast. Oh, it's in the podcast? People. Oh, um. Jason Ariola in the chat room says, I got General Leo in Brave Exvius, which isn't as fun as Record Keeper. Aww. Ouch. But it's got Ariana Grande. In a bunny costume. <laughs> Why is Ariana Grande? Because she's super popular in Japan? She is? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I figured she was popular here, and that's why they did it. Oh, well, maybe both. I don't know. Anyways, beep, 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 beep. Beep. Do the news, Anna. Beep, 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 beep. No, I'm not doing the news. You have you, to participate in this. No, Stop you do playing the news. Record Keeper. Okay. Stop do playing 11. No. <laughs> you discovered my you deep secret. did skip over me. Wait, Kelly, what have you been playing? Uh, uh, the same crack ah! I played last week. I'm, Dragon I'm Quest no, 8. I, yeah, I I did get a little we bit further in Tokyo that. Mirage Sessions, Ooh. and um, I'm doing Barry's Dungeon now. Barry-sama! Which I, I love that he gets possessed and turns into Gene Simmons from Kiss, or less. Okay. I didn't expect that. But, uh, Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see his boss fight just to see what exactly he turns into. But there is a lot of side stuff to do in that game. It's like every time I think I'm getting progress in the dungeon, I get a billion text messages from uh, my party being like, hey, this side story is available. Hey, this side quest is available. Hey, you can perform this Radiant Unity now. It's like, oh, I just want to finish the dungeon. No. But 
not that I'm complaining that much because I love this game and it just makes me want Persona 5 so bad that it hurts. Well, and more um, dra- more Dragon Quest 8 and other stuff, but anyway. That's fine. All right. More D- yeah, all right. So we talked about DQ8. It's time for news. Let's news it up, people. Starting with Stranger Sword City Revisited is coming to North America on February 28th. Wait, didn't we talk about this last week? Um, I remember us talking about this last week. Did we? Well, yeah. hang on. Let's go to the other sheet. Um, Nope. I don't see it on here. Oh, yeah. It was part of the briefs because we didn't have a lot of information. Okay. Now we have more information. I think we had the same amount of information. Okay. It's just been reclassified this week. Okay. All right. Uh, it's adding new classes and an extra dungeon as well as reworking its combat and other gameplay systems. I guess that's the news. The story is largely the same, although there will be some extra events. Stranger of Sword City is currently available on, on Xbox One and PC, and I think there's a sale, a release a sale that will be around the time that the new version comes out. But if you want the the Vita version with the revisited, that's uh, that's what you can do. And it's only coming to Vita, right? Which is so weird. Twenty nine ninety nine for that. Well, it's also on X. Oh, the revisited is only. Mm-hmm. Huh, the revisited is only Vita. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where it sold the best. It's remaking the Vita version, hmm. and only the Vita version. Interesting. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, let's see what else we got. We have. Oh, that's not it. Uh, Neocore Games made an announcement. Guess what they did, Anna? Uh, nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. Uh, how about a Warhammer 40k Inquisition? <gasps> so also Warhammer unexpected. Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr is getting a public alpha. It'll be part of a package called the Founding, which allows you to give direct feedback. Um, so it sounds like they're doing their kind of their own little sort of um. Uh, early access sort of thing so it'll be available starting yesterday but no pricing was announced so where do we go for this i can tell you what the pricing is now because it's been announced so let's see how this works neocore's website um what is the founding reader faq who's it for is it for early adopters um okay how much is it where do I click? <laughs> what am I missing, Anna? What am I missing, Anna? Is it Anna? on Steam? I, hold on. I probably have to read real closely to figure this out. That's part of the te- the test. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, all right. You bought... Okay, I click the X and then... All right. Founder... Where do I get this? I guess they really want people that are dedicated enough to read what to do next. This is so confusing. Okay, so it might be any of these versions. So you're buying early access, alpha, and beta. Okay, so yeah, it's any of these. Um, what they have is like a bazillion different options. I So they're doing their own little Kickstarter sort of thing, it looks like. So they've got from $40 up to $1,000. So for $40, you get early access, the full digital game, participation in polls, and your name in the game credits. Um, then they have an $80 one, which gives you some digital 
goodies, a $300 one, which gives you some physical goodies, including um, a very ornate box and uh, like a giant goblet and shit like that. So, And then if you spend $1,000, you get even more physical. No, you get the same physical goodies, the same digital goodies. And um, you get to go out to their studio and do stuff, but you have to pay for your own travel costs. <laughs> so, oh, and you also get all future DLCs for free. So, what a deal! One thousand dollars, all future DLCs for free. So, you know that's that's worth it, right? Totally. Yeah. Why would you think otherwise? That well, is a Kickstarter. Yeah, it, it basically is. So. That's, but that's why they have that giant disclaimer page before you're allowed to click on and buy anything. Gotcha. So spend the 40 bucks if you want the beta, is what I would recommend. <laughs> Don't go crazy. Um, this is the game that I have the shirt for that people look at me very funny when I wear it. Because it says martyr on it? Because it says, I will purge the unclean. Oh, is that what that shirt's from? <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't wear that around these days. I, I th- have you worn that to church? No. You should wear that to church. No. <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. I just want to see what people I say. I almost put it on before I went and talked to the to the high schoolers and then immediately realized what I was wearing, took it off. And oh, that would have been the off. perfect, especially given that topic. Oh, no, no, Anna, no, we'll no, talk no, about no, that no. later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lords of the Fallen is going mobile, which Lords of the Fallen was like a, wasn't that a... Uh, I thought that was like a a, um, a Dark Souls type clone, wasn't it? So, uh, anyway, whatever it is, it might have been just a straight action game. It's an action RPG. It was an action RPG. It's going to be getting a mobile part, a mobile port. It'll be ten dollars on iOS and Android, and it'll instead of being action based like it was, it's going to be a swipe based combat system. You'll oh, so able... like Fire Emblem? No, I'm thinking more like um, Infinity Blade. But, oh. um, a warrior, a cleric, and a rogue are your character options, and it's going to have a dozen locations, 30, 30 enemies, and a 30 whole enemies, Woo! 15 bosses, and numerous items, weapons, and yeah, I know, that sounds weird. Okay. And uh, yeah, in the chat, they're saying, yep, it was a Souls clone, so. Uh, E's Origin got a delay. Ooh. Were you waiting for E's Origin, Anna? Nope. So, Dot Emu says, or they put out a new trailer. And, and what was it called? They put out a... Trailer! Okay. And uh, they've announced that the, the Vita version's been delayed until May 30th, 2017. The PS4 version, however, is still planned to come out in a week and a half, February 21st. So, um, Ease Origins, a de- distant prequel to the main Ease series, blah, 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 blah. You can get some reviews for the PC version on our site. Um, and... You know, it's already on PC, so you can find out more there. Sorry, Vita delays. At least you're still getting it. Uh, Focus Home Interactive announced a new game called Greedfall. So uh, Focus Home Interactive is the publisher. Spiders is the developer. They made Technomancer and Bound by Flame. Yeah, um, I saw a lot of people not super excited about this on Twitter. Oh, really? I guess people didn't like Technomancer as much as they liked um, Mars Wars Logs. Uh-huh. So people hope it's more like Mars and less like techno. Okay. Um, and then what what else do we learn more about Greedfall here? Um, it's a politically charged fantasy RPG. It'll be out in 2018. So not exactly soon. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Greedfall. What else we got? 
We've Nino got... Kuni two story and character details. What are those details? I don't know. I haven't opened the story yet. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I was just doing the headline to give you time to open up the story. Um, we've got some artwork for characters. Um, we have... Uh, let's see here. The yeah, so they're talking about the characters. We've got Evan, who's your main character. Roland, who's a forty-eight-year-old president of a large country. Um, oh, sorry, I don't even understand. Roland appears. This is so weird. He's twenty years old in Nino Kuni and forty-eight years old in the real world. I I don't understand. What? Yeah, remember the first game, like, it was a kid in the real world, and his mom died, and he hit, couldn't deal with it, and he went and sucked. Oh, is that what Nino Kuni's about? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he went into hidden way in a fantasy world, and... I I have not played Nino Kuni. I don't I know, know. practically nothing I, about it. I just know what the trailer was like. Um, yeah. So, whatever. Um, there's a video trailer. Go, go watch the trailer. <laughs> oh, Kelly? Exactly. What? What Sorry. Kelly? What who? What a pretty yeah. What who? Was, um, oh, Nino Kuni was Kelly. actually a pretty decent game. That's what I've heard. So you should go play Nino Kuni, Anna. Uh, let's see. In addition, Kelly went Robo. Yeah, she said it was a good game. Okay. So we got the main point. Token in two got more details and a trailer. Yeah, so go watch those trailers, and you can get more details about Nino uh, T- Tokiden Two. Excuse me. Um, Too many got- two games. Let's see. The game offers various weapon groups to players, so you can learn more about the weapons that they've got going on. We've got uh, the, you can complement your weapons, excuse me, your whole equipment loadout with the Souls of Fallen Heroes, known as Mitama. Uh, blah 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 blah. It's set around the village of Mahoroba, which is a village home to Kagura, the Shrine Maiden, who is under the protection of two rival groups. Blah 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 blah. Story stuff. It, who cares? You're gonna go kill monsters. That's the important part. Um, let's see. Edge of Eternities in an Alpha stage, finally. That only took an eternity. Um, uh, Midgar Studio Edge of Eternity is progressing through the development process with the developer recently providing an early alpha version to select Kickstarter backers. It's going to be at GDC in San Francisco, and Midgar Studios put out a new trailer that you can watch today. Uh, where it's got some artwork that makes it look like Titus is in this game. So go figure that one out. Um, Titus with a scarf, more specifically. Just go look at the thumbnail on the trailer. It's, it looks weird. Um, let's see. We have... Um, Edge of Eternity looks to combine turn-based and tackle combat, ATB combat system, blah, 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 blah. We got an indie update. Anna, you want to give us the indie update? Um, so let me catch my breath here. Click on it. Do, 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 okay. do, do, boop. All right. So in our indie update column, we covered um, Shadows of Adam, um, which is coming out February twenty third, twenty seventeen. It will be on Steam Humboldt Bundle and Green Man for fifteen dollars. The game is set in the eponymous village of Adam, where the legendary hero Orazio disappeared ten years prior to the game's event. And so his son and adopted daughter need to go figure out what the heck happened to him. Um, Crypt of the Necrodancer launched on Xbox One in North America and Europe. Um, games available digitally on the console for fourteen ninety nine American euros. Um, 
it has an OST remix from the Super Hexagon composer, Chips. Um, obviously, Crypt of the Necrodancer has been out for a while on other systems like uh, PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, and Vita. Um, there is also a prequel DLC, Crypt of the Necrodancer Amplified, on Steam Early Access. Um, Alderlea Games uh, is publishing a new title called Caverns of Time on Steam. It's available now. Um, the game will be available exclusively on PC and follows a young girl looking for a magical locket to cure her grandmother's illness. Features a randomized loot system, various side quests, and um, lots of monsters to fight in a turn-based battle system. Um, we also covered Rotation Phenology Break, which is a tower defense RPG. Um, it was developed in Hong Kong by Butterchain. Um, it's available now on PC via Steam. Um, and you are attempting to overturn the draconian laws of the government in another dimension. And there's lots of stages to play. Ta-da! You did it! That's our indie coverage. Indie coverage! This game looks weird. There's like jumping slime things. It's <laughs> it's like line-based. I don't know what's happening. Going. It's a tower defense RPG. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's like dancing black kitty cats on the bottom of the screen. It's mm -hmm. really weird, Anna. <laughs> it's really weird. Okay. Final Fantasy 15 apparently made money. Enough money to break even on its first day, they say. Dun, dun, dun. Speaking with... Speaking to the website, director Hajime Tabata, uh, which website? Dual Shockers? I don't know where this news hit. Yeah. Okay. So, DualShockers.com asked uh, director Hajime Tabata during a recent visit to the Business Division 2 development floor in Tokyo. Uh, and he said, uh, Final Fantasy XV already is broken even with its development costs, but it did so on day one when it launched on November 29th. So it broke even or fake news? I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> we can't validate it, but that's what they're claiming. So there you go. Um, that's, that's a good sign, right? Yeah. But there are bad signs for other games. What? So Ubisoft or had their... Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Next yeah, is... No, I skipping. forgot to put it in here. Oh. Um, Ubisoft had their yearly call or Activision, and I can't remember who's publishing. Activision. Yeah. So um, the... the um, Oh, oh, oh. It's the butthole. Fractured butthole. Bobby Kodak. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, the butthole. No. Bobby Kotick? Uh No. I'm not no. wrong. <laughs> No, but that was an excellent answer. It's the, so the butthole. The South Park game, um, South Park Fractured Butthole, um, got delayed into the next fiscal year. So at the moment, um, like a bunch of sites still have it coming out in March, but it's going to be at least April 1st or later. Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, and something's going on in Heroes, it looks like. Yes. So, if you want to get a cool new fire mount in WoW... I do. Starting February 15th? Hang on, I'm double-checking this. I just had the story up, too. Yeah, sorry. Between February 14th and March 14th, if you play 15 Heroes of the Storms matches with a friend, um, while playing Warcraft Heroes, 
um, you can get a new WoW mount. And you get the mount both in the Nexus and in WoW. Cool. The Nexus is a fire horse version, but the WoW mount is a fire kitty. Yeah, and it's like crazy, got like these flaming crystals coming out of it everywhere. Yeah, the WoW mount's a lot better. Yeah. I like, I like the Heroes of the Storm mount. I like both of them. No. Now, I can't tell if these can be AI matches or if they have to be against people. No, they're people AI matches. They can Just, be AI oh, matches. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. With a friend. With yes, a friend. so you have to have someone in your team. Okay. But it could probably be AI. Yeah. Right. They just want you to play with that, someone. If that's the case, then I'll just bang these out with, against the computer and yep. not have to worry yeah, about just it. Let me know when you want to play. I was going to try and play with my husband, but I'm cool. You need help too. No, I no, Anna, you can play with me. Or I can play with Kitty. A couple's heroes. Listen. Oh, I'm done. Going home. So, we home. had our game of the year awards. Yay, game of the year awards. So we do them a little bit later than most sites because we want to have time to play the games that came out in December before we vote on everything. So um, our spoilers, our RPG of the year was Legends of Healer, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. Oh, what a shock. Surprise. Surprise and awe. Surprise. So just to go over a few of the categories, best PlayStation RPG, um, Trails of Cold Steel 2, followed by Final Fantasy 15. Um, best 3DS RPG, Pokemon Sun and Moon, followed by Bravely Second. Um, best Wii U RPG was the only one that came out, which is Pound Effie. Um, best PC RPG, we voted Grim Dawn. And best re-release was Valkyria Chronicles Remastered. And we, we do lots of awards. We do Battle System Story, Originality, Music. Um, biggest surprise, biggest letdown, um, uh, most overlooked, we said Tyranny, followed by Stories and Mercenary Saga 3, um, biggest surprise, Salt and Sanctuary, followed by World of Final Fantasy and Seventh Dragon, biggest letdown, Stranger of Sword City, I Am Setsuna, Final Fantasy Explorers, um, best non-RPG, um, was Overwatch. Um, most com- most played by the staff, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Most completed by the staff, Final Fantasy XV. So, yeah, there's some more stuff in there. Most gotten stuck in Chapter 3, 60 hours into the game of the staff, Final, Final Fantasy XV. So, yeah, um, we love hearing people's feedback about the awards and what kind of they would have voted on. Um, so drop by the forums after you read the rewards and let us know what you think. Yeah, do that. All right, what else we got here? Oh, Greenlight's dead, Anna. Yeah, and they're replacing it with a piece of crap. <laughs> you were so excited at first when I told you this, and you've gradually uh, gone just down the hill. So now you just buy, pay some money and you'll be on Steam. And so I, it's funny because I was talking about this um, with Powerlord on Twitter and at first, I thought I was complaining about the new system. And talking with him, I'm, I've realized that I hated Greenlight and this new system equally because the problem is, is Steam applies th- these really, really mercurially. 
So like I have several clients who have or will be publishing games on Steam. And one of them was like super duper indie, had never put games on PC before, um, had like no games published outside of like a few uh, mobile games. And they just were invited straight on. They didn't have to go through green Steam light. They just published on Steam. Um, I have another client who is like a very longstanding publisher. Um, and when they first approached Steam, they were like, oh, yeah, you have to go through green light. And so that is like completely backwards to what the, you know, proposed notion of Steam Greenlight should be. So I, I'm kind of down on this new system because I don't think it sounds great, but I'm also kind of down on Steam kind of being stupid about the way that they apply any system that they have. So, grumble, grumble. So now everyone's going to be able to just publish, so. Yeah. Isn't that, why isn't that good for you? Because it's expensive. Is it? For that 20-year company, I think they can handle the oh, fees yeah, I'm I seeing mean, here. The problem is not the 20-year company. The problem is, is people like my really super duper tiny indie folks, they would have never have been able to afford $5,000. Mm. That's crazy. What if it's a hundred bucks? And the problem, well, I think Steam Greenlight was like 250. And the problem is, is that that 5,000. No, it was a hundred. Mm, it was 250 at one point. Okay. Anyways. Um, that $5,000 isn't going to stop stuff like the shovelware games that they use all the same assets and just kind of dump all of their games onto Steam as fast as they can. Yeah, it may not stop some of the junk we're seeing now, but it may be stopping a bunch of other junk that we don't see. You don't know. (laughs) You're not seeing the stuff that doesn't get through because it can't pass the submission price. I don't know. Yeah, I, I green feel light like is this isn't the solution to the problem. No, no, but I don't think anyone's happy with the solution. <laughs> but I don't think Steam wants to come up with a better solution. I, I don't know. They don't. They don't care. So we get two stories in a row. Just where play, I get to just play Dota two. That's all Steam wants you to do. E three is letting the public in, Anna. Uh... You've known about this for a while. Yeah. Um, this got happening. I. This got pitched to ESA members like basically as soon as E3 was done last year. Um, I was going to say, isn't, wasn't... The way I see that, personally, is there is now much, 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 le- much less distinction between the traditional gaming press, or what you would consider the traditional gaming press, and the enthusiasts. The problem like, is, is that I'm really concerned that letting the public in is going to be a problem is going to dissuade enthusiast press. And I mean, a lot of the companies that I do their appointments for E3, like, um, so one of the companies that I set up their appointments is like a German company that does free-to-play games. And they make like a good, they make money. But the problem is, is that they've kind of capped out their player base and so they are coming to places like e3 
and they don't give a crap about the big sites. Like IGN is never going to cover their games. So who they desperately need to meet is the enthusiastic press. So they need to meet people like RP Gamer and they need to meet the YouTubers and the podcasters that have these super loyal followers so that if they're enthusiastic about the game, their their followers will be enthusiastic about the game and it's a completely new market for them. And so well, I I I I see where you're coming from. I just uh, when I I felt when I was at Gamescom back in 2000 and, uh 2011, I just Gamescom is one it was a gaming event where there is a there is effectively a separation between um press and business areas but also had a fairly large show floor so it was an event that both the public and members of the industry would show up to yeah but the problem is, is there is no division like that is the, I well I, that was that was what I was going to ask was is he, was E three doing something so like that? So if you have a big enough booth and if you're a big enough company, so if you're like Activision or Nintendo or Sony or like a bigger company, you will have part of your booth, usually the second floor, as a private media area, and that's where you cater to the the big. Chris, turn that off. That's where you cater to like the VIP media places but something like uh the the german company that i'm referring to or some of the other companies that i um book for their booth space isn't big enough and they don't have the money to do that it is extremely expensive to go to e3 so one of the things that natsume did last year for example is instead of building a completely separate room or a second floor they did a three-sided wall room and that was and put like a like a, a stanchion in front of it that was like media appointments only. Please see front desk, and that was ninety. Yeah, it didn't work okay. that good though. It was ninety percent okay, but the problem is, is people would just kind of wander in there, and I'm like, hey, can I help you? And they're like, I'm media, and I'm like, great. Do you have an appointment? No. Okay, well, you still have to go around to the front. The, the sign does say by appointment only, and I mean the problem. Oh, is, I have to leave. <laughs> hey that was someone who wasn't media people don't know how to behave at e3 and so if i can't rely on the enthusiastic press to not walk in and try to pull a, po- a poster that's glued onto the wall away then i can't trust the public to not be morons and i mean we deal with an we deal with the quote-unquote public because gamestop managers get to go and they act like entitled assholes i was reading some of your stuff on twitter yeah, about like, that stuff and it was making me cringe because i i worked anime conventions so i dealt with the general public and my god people are just jerks at cons sometimes and I mean, the thing is, is the GameStop managers act soup and it's not all of them. And I don't want to be like a broad painting brush. But the dilemma that I have is when I have a problem with someone, it's usually a GameStop manager. And so it's like um, before we did sort of the um, little close. I thought in, they cut down on GameStop since they have their own really. convention now. No, not really. Um. Before we did like the semi-private media cubby, I was doing a media demo out on the floor and I handed the media guy his plushie because everybody who books an appointment gets a plushie. And this guy like stomps up to me and is like, well, I want one too. And it's like, dude, I'm in the middle of a conversation. Like, can you please wait? And 
um, finally, you know, I finished my demo and he comes back and he's like, I want a plushie. And I'm like, plushies are only being given out to, you know, media that um, scheduled an appointment prior to the show. If you want to play the game, uh, feel free and you can get a bag afterwards. And so he like plays the game for 30 seconds and literally grabs the bag out of my hand and like pulls it away and like stomps off. So, yeah, I'm not jumping up and down at the idea of having the public there because nobody knows how to behave at a show. I don't know what you're talking about. He sounds like a wonderful person. Mm. Hey, that's not including the people that tell me I'm not hot enough to be a booth, babe. Wait, what? Who tells you that? I've gotten that twice. What? I've gotten that twice. By a person? Yes. That's how they phrase it, too? Yeah. Or they phrase it more subtly? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, while I have been to events elsewhere, you wouldn't catch me dead at E3. Yeah. These just, days. I just, and I feel really bad for my German company because they have like a, they don't have a booth on the show floor. They have a room wow. in one of the hallways. And like, it does say like by appointment only at the front and they will have people just like walk in and because they're not American, they don't have a good feeling for how to politely tell people to piss off. And so they're sort of like, Go um, away. do you have an appointment? Like, are you media? Like, can we help you? And they're like, no, I'm just here to see the games. And they don't really have a good way or a good understanding of how to tell these people to go away. You tell them to just tell them to go away. They're not comfortable doing that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we need a bouncer. They, we ended up putting someone in there from Good. the agency that I worked for after the first day who did tell people to piss off if needed. Good. But yeah, it's just funny. if people that are already expected to know how to behave at the show go and don't know how to behave. Jason in the chat the is public. volunteering to be your bouncer this year. Anna. That would be amazing. So, I, I mean, I normally book for three or four companies, and out of three of those three or four companies, only oh, one wait, has wait. committed Jason to Jason wants a plushie if he's your bouncer. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> okay. Media appointments only, I thought, Anna. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, just it's a lot of people, and uh, yeah. I'm well, Hero Harmony would also like to tell people to go F off. <laughs> E3, be nasty to your fellow humans. Just, if you go, and I'm happy that people get to go, but if you go, please be nice to the presenters. <sighs> briefs. Let's talk about briefs. Not boxers? Nope. Talk about athletic briefs. Okay. Tales, of Ray Tales of the Rays is coming to Japan this year. Is this a Tales of game? Tales of the Ray, yes, it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, some, and I think it's another one of their crossover mobile games. So yeah, it's is a this? mobile game. Oh, iOS and Android. All right, so it's got anime. I'm looking at the trailer, and then it's got Tales graphics. Uh, what is a linear motion battle system? That's Listen, the name of the. This the is name of the battle system that Tales has had since the 2D iterations. So, gotcha. so it's really easy, Anna. You start by attacking. Um, and then you take the derivative of all the damage of all your attacks. You plug it into a spreadsheet. You choose the proper t um, 
physical art, and then you're going to chain three of those depending on whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday and what direction your character's facing towards the moon. Um, and then you're going to go into the proper play arts, tales arts, or spirit arts. Now, if you go into spirit arts and it's before Chris, noon... Chris, Chris, Chris press the button this. until it dies. <laughs> this, that explanation got way too long for someone who finds such a simple battle system so confusing. It's so confusing. What are you talking it's about? Really, it's the, really The nuts. really bad part is that Zestiria's battle system is not as far off from what I just described. I have no, never Zestiria, had a problem. Zestiria's equipment system is very much like what you described. Oh, okay. The battle system is simple as hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's all part of the same system. <laughs> with the Tails battle system. Yeah, you're playing on easy. Yeah? Yeah, it makes point? a difference. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing on normal. I don't really have a problem. Alright. I just want to know... I want to know how to use the battle system. It just frustrates me that it is beyond my abilities. <laughs> Damascus hey, here. Hey, oh. mate. If you, uh, if you spent you spent less time joking about it and more time trying to understand oh, it. Oh! I see. Uh-huh. What is that noise? Uh, oh, yeah, that's actually coming. Hang on. What is that? Right, it's it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Things are happening. Anyways, keep going. Uh, Damascus Gear is oh, coming to God new sake. platforms. Damascus Gear, Operation Tokyo, which was released in Japan in 2013 and North America and Europe in 2015. Um, it's going to be redone. So Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo HD Edition for PS4 and PC. It's going to include revamped graphics, the original game's DLC, and some extra story content. Uh, it'll be out in PS4 on in Japan on February 22nd. PC release following in spring 2017. We don't know if this new version is coming to the West. So if you're a fan of that, that game, maybe you'll get a new version. Maybe you should import it. Go check it out. Oh, it was in the briefs. I didn't see it here before. Mm-hmm. South Park. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Destiny sequel is coming this year, they say. Um, so let's see. They're going to do a big reveal that will let the game do the talking, which would be a first for Destiny. Um, let's see. I take. I'm sorry. That's mean. Um, it's coming to PC in addition to consoles, according to Kotaku. It's likely oh, going to be. Oh, you mean. Finally, that was actually a smart move. Yeah, I know. Uh, Should have released the original PC, you dumbasses. Kotaku reports that Activision will be awarded a hefty chunk of Bungie stock if the studio misses release this year. Man, it sounds like this Bungie-Activision deal just keeps getting worse and worse. Oh, they 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 altered the deal. They just gotta hope they don't alter it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, I made a Star Wars joke. Shocking. Hey, you you got to it before I did. <laughs> I already made that joke earlier this show, I think. But whatever. Trailers! Anna, we've got a DB Fusions. Trailer. We've got a Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3 Pro. Trailer. A Dark Souls 3 The Ringed City. Trailer. Aerolite Core Launch. Trailer. A Horizon Zero Dawn Machines. Trailer. Z. And a Torment Story. Trailer. That's uh, Torment Tides of Numenera, that last one. So go see that if you want to see some hints of the stories. We have feedback, folks. 
Lots of feedback. Lots of feedback. First off, from the message forums, which you can contribute to at forums.rpgamer.com, go to latest updates, find the show through the show thread there. We have from Victor says, "I the, remember the question of the week was what was the first game you can remember playing." Uh, Victor says, "I don't know the name of the first video game I played. It was some Atari title on a friend's system. The first RPG I played was Bard Tales 2 on our neighbor's PC. That got me into RPGs for life." Um, I can't figure out the nuances of the Tales battle system either, so it's good to know that setting it to easy and mashing buttons is a workable strategy. Thank you, Victor. <sighs> Vindication. Shaman says, I believe the first game I played was a port of Mario Brothers, not Super, for, I want to say, Atari 7800 we had kicking around the house. Though I recall the, reading the instruction manual for River Raid a fair bit. Jay Scarp says, I'm not totally sure what my first game was. Some of my earliest memories are of playing Commodore 64 games in the living room, but I was only three to five years old, so I don't remember what the games were. I do have specific memories of playing Space Invaders on the C64. Not sure if it was first, but uh, let's go with that. As for RPGs, unless we count something like Panzer General that had lots of RPG elements, I didn't play one till Final Fantasy VIII, and I didn't get hooked on them till I got a PSP and play Jean d'Arc. Hence the SNES and PS1 holes in my RPG playing history let's see uh, we've got a link here that is not hyperlinked so give me a second uh, um, oh Karabit Lee so we have some responses here on Twitter you can follow us on Twitter at RPGamer Karabit Lee says there was a 7-up game for the nest that a neighbor had no really 7-up like the soda and, yeah, uh, I remember that's that. That's cool spot, and people cool found spot. the box art. Yep. Um, Michael Cunningham says Pong on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Becky Cunningham puts out a a, a Mattel Classic Football Two, one of those <laughs> it's little buttons and just lights on the screen. Um, Boggy Jim says Excite Bite NES. Power Lord says either Pitfall or Adventure for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Uh, Jordan Stark Dad says I remember it being Yoshi's Island, but I must have played Dunk Up before then. Shannon H. says Secret of Mana. Um, Joe Steinkamp says for RPGs uh, would be Adventure for Atari. Uh, Stella King says 1984 in a game via cassette tape called Manic Miner on a UK home computer, the ZX Spectrum. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Uh, Joe, oh, Jose Leal says Deadly Towers on the NES. I'm so sorry, Jose. (laughs) Tomasetti3 says, if I recall, it was Keystone Capers on the Atari 2600. Heath says Super Mario. Heath Hinman says Super Mario Brothers on the NES. I feel like it's a common error answer, but I forget my age sometimes. Joe Miller says Dragon Warrior. Rowan Carmichael says the first Asterix game for the Master System. Nodai says Combat. Mage says Super Mario Brothers. Angela says Super Mario Brothers. And Aram Kurajan says Wolfenstein 3D. Um, oh no, got some Facebook responses too. Alice, what did you? What was yours? I have a unique one. Yeah. Nobody else mentioned. Uh, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure. Ooh, what, what was that on? It's a P- it was a, 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 an MS-DOS PC game came out in 1992 by Apogee, who you would recognize now as 3D Realms. Ah, awesome. So I think I, da- I, think I played that before I played SimCity 2000, which was an early game I remember my dad buying for me. Long time ago. So... But yeah, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure was the first platformer I played. Um, Good game. Go play it. For me, it was Super Mario Brothers after seeing it at a friend's house. Um, I was like, what is that? And then I played it. Because what was this thing? Anna, what was your first game? Um, Snakes. 
on the in television. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't get a console until a secondhand Sega Saturn. So I had to play games like that around at friends' house. So I guess a cousin had Lemonade Stand on their Apple, but I think the oh, right. Super Mario Brothers was first. Yeah, no, I think we got the Apple after we had the Intellivision. Because otherwise it would be like Sesame Street Mix and Match. Uh, Kelly, what was your first game? I had an Intellivision too, and we had a whole myriad of games for it that we would play on the weekends. But the one that kind of stands out for me the most was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh. And that had... Uh, some very unique sound design because you could hear the monsters on screen before you could actually see them and as a little kid hearing that dragon doing its kind of purr sound would just scare the crap out of me nice all right over on facebook you can follow us on facebook by going to the page rp gamer at rp gamer um let's see martin says tetris on the game boy played it for like a whole day um actually i was supposed to get super mario land but it was sold out <laughs> Bramant- Bramantio says Aladdin on SNES and then Suikoden's my first M- RPG uh, Mark Garrison says Super Mario Brothers and Zelda are the first two gaming memories super fuzzy of playing Super Mario 3 not long after and mine being blown by the graphics um, let's see Michael says Super Mario Brothers the original Sean says Patty Cake probably otherwise Donkey Kong or Galaga uh, Louise says, I do not remember exactly which, but it was from the Atari. Uh, the first RPG, though, was Spellcaster for the Master System. Sarah says, it was either Track and Field or Duck Hunt on the NES. Greg says, Super Mario Brothers, unless those old school handhelds count, which my brain will never remember the titles of. Uh, Ken says, can't remember, but Chrono Cross is my very first JRPG. Paul says, something in my parents' in television. Then I spilled orange juice on it. Whoops. <laughs> Andrea says Simon the Sorcerer. Daniel says Zelda 2 on the NES. Never got very far, though. Balb says Space Invaders in some arcade in Dublin when I was a wee little tyke. Nice. Jason says the original Pitfall on the Intellivision. Valerie says Pong. And Javi says Alex Kidd for the Master System. Those were the times. Man, got some oldies in here. Thank you, everybody. Uh, if you'd like to contribute feedback to the show, it's podcast.rpgamer.com, forums.rpgamer.com, um, Facebook and Twitter at rpgamer, and of course, 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. And you can testimony yourself there. I have no idea what our question of the week is going to be, but Anna's going to think about it while I do new releases. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Anna, we have, uh, we have uh, some new releases. There's four RPGs I could figure out coming out this week, so I want you all to click on them. Uh, at least one of them. Uh, the top one, Anna. Here, click on the link. Ow. <laughs> yeah, well, it happens. <sighs> Can you, uh, do you see that? Go to that first link, please. Are you there? Dragon Kingdom War? Yeah, it's a puzzle RPG. Okay. It looks like they're trying to be puzzle and dragons. So I don't um... know. No, not appealing yeah, to you? Yeah, it sure does look like Puzzle and Dragons. I don't see where the puzzles are happening, though, in any of the screenshots. So I'm um, not really sure how the puzzling works. Yeah, it's... Hold on, hold it's on. exactly... There we go. Stop that. I'm hey, trying. You need to set your settings so that videos autoplay muted. It keeps changing it on me. And yet... Somehow- I opened two Steam tabs, Anna. I kid you not. I opened two Steam tabs. One of them, it played it muted. One of them, it played it with sound. <laughs> yeah, this does just look like um, Puzzle and Dragon. 
right. I have no idea. Uh, that is uh, that one is eight ninety nine. So I figured that might be up to you. I don't know. You got to see how the the battle system works. It might this be game physically hurt to play. The sound settings don't save, and when they do, it means nothing. The hey, completely speaking of sound some settings, some not saving. Do nothing while others one shot you. The game boasts over eight hundred ed types, but I played all the way until World Six and fought around fifty at most. So now I just opened the Fairy Fencer F link, and it's um it's muted by default. So go figure that out. Um, Fairy Fencer F is out on PC. Um, that's been out for a while, hasn't it? I'm really confused. Um, this is the remake. Yeah, but it says release date August 2015. So oh, weird. this must not be. Um, it must be on something else, and I got confused. I, I don't know. Fairy Fencer FS Advent Ar- Dark Force. That's right. I've uh, linked to the original rather than Advent Dark Force. That's gotcha. what's wrong. So Advent Dark Force is on Steam now. Um, Rogues Like Us is a roguelike, so I mean, that might appeal to some of our folks. And then Wacky Spores, The Chase. Let's make sure that's not blasting your volume. No, it's not. Um, it is a colorful RPG runner, it says. What is an RPG runner? I have no freaking clue, but you're running left and right, and you're using abilities and attacking enemies, and it's weird. So go look at Wacky Spores, The Chase. It's a very different-looking game. Um, so I want to point it out just because it looks so weird. I don't know if it's good weird, but it might be different weird. And so if you're looking for something different, um, it has got two positive reviews and that's it. <laughs> no negatives, no other reviews at all, actually. So Wacky Spores a Chase, go check that out. So those are your new releases. Anna Marie, what are you going to play this week? Uh, Shin Megami Tensei for Apocalypse. Of course. Kelly, what are you playing? I'm going to put a heavy push into Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I kind of want that done by the time Yay. Breath of the Wild comes out. Lots of uh, SMT this week. Alice, what are you playing? Um, I can't remember if Super Robot Wars comes out soon, so probably just the same stuff I've been playing this week. Hmm. All right. So 14, 11, and WoW? And Warships? And warships. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know what I'm playing this week. I- I'll tell you the same thing I say every week. <laughs> Um, actually, I've been playing some Game Dev Tycoon, and I actually must have skipped myself earlier, so I'm playing more of that. I've uh, I've put on some mods that help your guys level up as they do programming and stuff, and I'm finding that balances the game a, a bit more to my style, so I'm finally able to, to play Game Dev Tycoon. See, I got bu- bit by a bug this week to play more um, Game Dev Story or something of that ilk on my iPad, and I was playing it, and I realized, oh, that Kairosoft game was awesome, but it's also, like, got major interface issues and and things that make playing it for very long periods of time not so fun, so I need kind of a more modern take on it. So then I went back to Game Dev Tycoon on PC, which I tried once before and got bankrupt and said, oh, that's balanced too difficultly. So I've put some mods on now, and now I seem to be enjoying it. So, um yeah, I'll play some more of that. Final Fantasy XI, and hopefully get back into my Zelda because I feel like this Doomsday Clock is ticking down before Breath of the Wild hits, and I will definitely want to be done with at least Wind Waker before that happens. So, everyone, get ready for the Switch. Uh, question of the week: um, What are you? Uh, are you getting Zelda? Is that a question, or what should we do, Anna? Um, Yakuza Zero. Who's playing Yakuza Zero, and what's the craziest thing you've done in it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a good question this week. Someone else think of it for once. I just don't have that. Um, Would you go to E3 if you could? Oh, E3's open to the public. Are you going to make an attempt to go? And why or why not? So Now that E3 is open to the public, 
Will you go? There you go. That's a good question. Uh, send it to us on Facebook, Twitter, podcastrpgamer.com, 608-729-4098. If you just want to have a minute-long rant about how the public shouldn't be at E3 or should be at E3, go ahead and put it there. I really want some of those to play on the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be here at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern next week. Until then, we'll see you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kelly, Anna, Alice. Thanks, Dale North, for the music. And thanks, you, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.